Last week we introduced a, a series that we'll be going through this summer called Unfiltered, and specifically we were uh, introducing the life of Peter. But what I didn't tell you is that three times this summer we're going to take a week off of our study in Peter and hear from three other of the leaders in our church. It's very important that we, the church family, understand those that work, pray, serve, and study the word behind the scenes to guide us to work together. Uh, I know I'm Pastor Mike and everybody sees me, but what you don't see is the team of leaders that pastor this church. And so this summer, you're going to get to know each of them. You're going to hear their heart and you're going to understand uh, that they are men of the word. They're men of great conviction and that God has ordained them for such a time as this to lead us. We say in our church, we're an elder-led church. What that means is that Mike doesn't make all the decisions. The governing committee doesn't make all the decisions. We as elders uh, serve together uh, to govern the spiritual life of the church and the governing board, our deacons, manage, uh, carry out those needs and carry out the care and uh, support of the church. And so it's a wonderful system that we're still learning together what that looks like. But this morning we get the privilege uh, of welcoming uh, King Young Yu uh, to share from his heart what God has laid on his heart to share this morning. King has been my friend for many years. King took a risk on a young guy and said, come with me to China. Uh, And then he said, keep coming with me to China. Uh, And I just had a wonderful time doing that. He's Uh, been a part of the Christian Alliance International School family for 20 years, has stepped away from that this year uh, in great faith to follow the Lord and go to seminary. Uh, And those of you that are wondering what might God have for me, listen to what God has done in his life. Watch him, walk with him, get to know him, um, because we can always go where the Lord leads and he will provide and we're confident of that. So it's a thrill to hear from King this morning. It's a thrill to serve with him in leadership and to call him a friend. So King, uh, we turn it over to you this morning. Try again. Good morning. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Now, all of you know, as Mike just said, I am a math and science teacher, or at least I was up to a few days ago. So I'd like to start today's sharing with a little math quiz. <laughs> so don't worry, it's not going to be too difficult, not going to be calculus level, just very simple. Now, a few of you, I know you just took the math final, so you should go handle this easily. Let's see. Oh, by the way, if uh, you get all, all five of the questions right, uh, Mike will take you out to lunch. Okay, you'll be set of numbers. What do these numbers, any special meaning to them, to these numbers? Very good. First one is easy. I'll just give you an easy one to start with. The second one? Very good. The Fibonacci sequence. Some of you getting... Mike, you got your, your credit card ready for lunch? <laughs> the third one. Mm. Mm. Sorry? Very good, Laurie. The, the number of books in the Bible. Now, next one is a little more difficult. You probably have to just guess the next one. Even a few of you should know. What? <laughs> Mm. Come on, Rachel, you should know this one. You heard it before. So to Rebecca, come on, you heard it before. 
<laughs> really close, really close, <laughs> really close. Any guess? Rachel? Uh, <laughs> no? Stephanie, you should know. See, like, like picking on my students, former students. Um, that's the year I came to know the Lord as my savior. <laughs> Last one. Anybody getting four so far? John Valjean's prison number. Now, for those of you that who don't know what that person is, he he uh, was the main character in the musical La Masera, and they have a movie on it, they have a musical on it. I love that that um, musical. In the musical, John Valjean uh, was paroled, and then he. But he couldn't find any jobs, and kind of at the end of his rope, he got he went to a place, and a priest or cardinal or somebody uh, let him stay, fed him, and in return, John he stole basically all the silver from this um, let's call him cardinal. I'm not sure his rank. Uh, this cardinal's um, church, and as he was escaping, he had caught brought back to the church, and the cardinal, instead of throwing the, books, throwing the books at him, like, he deserved it, right? I was nice to you, and you stole from me, but instead of doing that, the cardinal showed him grace, but he lied, so I'm not sure how, how good that is, but he lied and said, no, I gave it to him, so he let John Valjean escape. Many, many years later, about eight years later, he was moving on in the world. He became the mayor of his town, influential, hired hundreds of workers, and then his prison nemesis, um, Javert, so somehow got transferred to his town, working under him. And throughout that time, now for those of you that haven't watched the movie, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't want to uh, go through the whole thing. I'll just quickly get to the point. Javert suspected his new boss was the escaped prisoner. And as a matter of fact, he even sent people to check on him and was about to arrest him, uh, arrest John Valjean for being the escaped prisoner until somebody caught another guy who looked like him. So this is the scenario. John Valjean was the mayor of the town. Javert was the police chief, kind of. And then innocent man, who just happened to look like John Valjean, got caught and was about to be thrown into prison for the rest of his life, most, most probably. So Javert came to John and apologized. and said, I thought you were that guy. You weren't, obviously, because we caught, the, we caught him. And all John Valjean had to, had to do is say, yeah, good job. You, you caught the right guy. He'll get off scot-free. What will you do? On one hand, you are the mayor. You have influence. You have fame. You have money. You have it all made. As soon as they caught this guy, as soon as they sentenced this guy, you're off scot-free. But 
he starts asking himself this question, who am I? Oh, he, actually, he starts singing it. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to hear me sing. Uh, he starts asking himself, I received grace. The cardinal could have just thrown me away or just tell the truth, I'll be back in jail for the rest of my life. Yet he gave me a second chance. Now, all I had to do was kind of keep my mouth shut. Look, he he doesn't know this guy. He could have just, you know, there's no relationship. Why should he save him? He has all these people working under him. If he get caught, he get arrested, hundreds of people without work. Think about it. It does not make sense for him to speak up. That may have been the wise thing to do for him. Just keep quiet and go with it. But he asked himself, who who was he? And he made the right decision, turning himself in. Let's let's slightly change the topic. You you heard the old hymn, Count Your Blessings? You know know the old hymn? Again, don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, when I was in college, a, a few of us college friends stayed with this guy who loved this song. He would sing it day and night. Whenever he's not, home, whenever he's working, not working at home, he would sing it. He would sing it at the top of his voice. He would sing it on Saturday morning when we tried to sleep in. You know, college kids, right? Like to you know, sleep in. He would sing it on Saturday afternoon when we tried to sleep in some more. He was singing it on Sunday afternoon when we tried to sleep, you know, after church. And he couldn't sing. I'm sorry. He's almost as bad as I am with his voice. He couldn't sing. But he was singing loud. Another thing he couldn't do was that he's not, he wasn't very good with his money. I mean, he was a computer programmer. And back in the 80s, computer programming just kind of started. He was making good money. But the guy, he would like give away about half of his money to this agency. Like, no return, not buying something, it's not investment. He just gave about half his money away. Just not very smart with his money. He wasn't that old at that time. I would think he was probably in his late 20s. Instead of putting some money away, he just gave it. Not very smart, not very good singing. Another thing that he couldn't do very well was he couldn't move around very much. You see, um, Louis Hill, that was his name. He had multiple sclerosis. Um, some of you doctors know a lot more than I do what that means. I tried to search online. They had severe, different severity. He had pretty severe. He couldn't sit down. He couldn't stand up by himself. He couldn't go to the restroom by himself. He couldn't go to bed by himself. What we do, those, those college guys that stay with him, if you want to stand up, what we'll do is we'll pick him up by his armpit, his arm, pick him up like this, swing his lower body forward, set his spine into a locked socket. It sounds gross just listening to it. The first time I had to do it, it was quite weird. And then he'll walk around almost like a penguin swinging his body out around. No, nobody's laughing at, at, at him. And to sit down, we reverse the process. We pick him up, swing his body out, and gently lower him to the chair or to the bed. 
he sang, count your blessings, name them one by one, at the top of his voice. By the way, that agency he can gave his money to is called World Vision. He's sponsored about 20 kids. With his medical condition, you would think that he probably want to put away money for medical needs, but he gave about half his money away to, to support 20 kids he had no connection with, he doesn't know anything about. And he, while he's doing that, he's singing, count your blessings, name them one by one. Sorry. I'd like to ask uh, Stephanie to read for us. Um, That's a short passage. Joshua 24, 1 to 15. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads, the judges, and the officers of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham and of Nahor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and I gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess, but Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and made the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan, they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, and you took possession of their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and invited Balaam, the son of Beer, to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. Indeed, he blessed you. So I delivered you out of his hand, and you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you, and also the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Gershites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And I gave them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword or by your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities that you had not built. And you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchids that you did not plant. This basically what Joshua was doing. He called all the, all the elders, all the leaders, the whole nation Israel together. 
and he reminded them all the great blessings that God has bestowed on the nation of Israel, from leading them out when they um, when they have no clue what's happening, guiding them through the desert, parting, parting the Red Sea, and so on and so on. He just lists out all the major key points of all the blessings. The Israelites, and I'm sure all of you know, were often like us. You got something? Well, Lord, thank you for feeding us, but manna for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Don't you have something different? Or you, you took us out of Egypt, but now with the Red Sea. Let's complain. But Joshua is reminding them all the wonderful things that God has led them through, has shared with them. I, again, I don't know about you, but for me, oftentimes, I will look at my challenges in life. I had a few, just like the rest of you. I will look at how many times things did not go my way, my way, instead of how many times God had led me through those ways. I will look at how many times people have wronged me, instead of conveniently forgetting how many times I wronged others. How often do I slow down and count my blessings? Obviously, not often enough. As we just wrap up in the school year, graduation was last Thursday, so three days ago, with a great graduation, graduated another 30 some students. Please give me a second, and since I'm standing up here, you'll have to give me the second, um, to just recount all the blessings that I, well, maybe not all of them, a number of them that I experienced. The GID team, as you know, I, I lead, I led. This year, have gone to China four times. On those four trips, hundreds of people that have never had a clue what the gospel was, never heard it. They thought Jesus was just some historical character, maybe remotely connected to Christianity. For the very first time, they heard a clear demonstration or presentation of the gospel. Hundreds of them, and just. That's just this year. And a number of them thought, wow, this is good news. This is good stuff. I want this Jesus. Praise God. A number of them came to know the Lord. And for the brother and sister in the church, some of us were able to pray with them, encourage them. And for a few, we were able to say, uh, you probably want to do something a little bit different to challenge them. It's all this school year. And the team also helped at the school that we set up a couple of um, ministry time. It's kind of basically a special worship time that we can pray with the student. We can worship with the rest of the student. So the team helped to pray. Young people, teenagers, some of us sometimes maybe do look and say, oh, they're so young, can they do it? Yeah. With God's help, with God's guidance. I see young people pray for their fellow students, lift them up, share with them that Jesus not only can give you the answer, he is the answer. Praise God. And another great blessing for me is a number of times this year, I was able to go out for Korean barbecue with my students. Now, before you say, oh, it's just food, 
No, it's, it's, it's not the food. Uh, they were yummy. I mean, it was good. But it wasn't the food. It was the chance to meet the students outside the school and a chance to speak into their lives, to have a chance to listen to them as they share. My, my lovely wife over there often say, I'm, my students are quite weird. I, I think they kind of are, but like she and her friends would never think of going out to a meal with, the, with their teachers. As soon as they, they're done, adios, bye. I don't think you've ever met any of your former teachers. It's just a huge blessing that my students would be willing to be seen in the public with me. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I do count it as a huge blessing. Um, let's forget about me. How about the church? How many, what are some of the great things that God has done through the church? How many times has that candle been lit this year? I didn't count, but I'm sure Pastor Mike can tell you if he looked up. How many ladies' lives in the prison ministry, how many of their lives have been changed forever from hopelessness? I would imagine if I'm thrown in prison, I would, pre- I would feel pretty hopeless. But from hopelessness, because of the faithfulness of many of you, go and tell them there is a hope. And that hope is in Christ Jesus. How many of them have now, they may be, their body may be, may be in prison, but they are free. And how about Awana? Our children's church right now, impact, and so on. How many young people have been blessed because God has been working through so many of you. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. I don't do that enough. And maybe we should do that a little bit more. (coughs) Sorry. I think one one of my points is that you saw the year, 1981, October 10th, in the afternoon, on a bus, riding up a hill, was when I, on, on Okinawa, Japan, was when I told Christ, or I told God, I, I, I followed you so many years. I don't want to fight you anymore. If you are still willing to help me, I'd like to, I would turn my life over to you. I've been a Christian for a while. But, how many times I've stopped and slowed down and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I think that's the point of Joshua as well. When he lists those 13, 13 verses, all the things that God has done, obviously not all the details, but for the nation of Israel, they, they knew the details, but maybe they didn't slow down enough to count them. Just that I haven't slowed down enough. I think that's one of Joshua's points. And that's also the point of Johnson Oakman Jr., when he wrote that song, that hymn, back in 1897, when he wrote that hymn, Count Your Blessings, he, I think he was thinking about going into full-time ministry, but discovered that, he, that that was not one of his gifts. And instead of complaining, and instead of moaning, he said, God, I want to serve you Why I'm not a preacher, why, why am I standing up there talking? He penned thousands of hymns, and many of them are quite familiar to us. 
I'm sure many of you face many more challenges than I do. In a, in a group this size, or even much smaller size, there's so many challenges in our lives. And I am in no way try to say that, just smile, be happy, don't worry, and that all problems go away. And try not try to minimize the challenges that some of you face. But I may not know them. Pastor Mike may not know them. But God does. And he's the same God that took the nation of Israel out of an impossible situation. When you have an ocean, when the sea in front of you, when your chariot chasing you, that's pretty impossible. But he's the same God back then as today. But don't stop there. I don't want you to go away today. I don't want myself to go away today saying, oh yeah, I should be thankful. And walk away with a warm, fuzzy feeling. That's not enough. Joshua didn't stop there either. Joshua, after listing all that, told them something. Can you please read the next two verses, please? Fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. After finished listing all that, he gave them a challenge. He gave them a directive. Say, you figure it out. After all this, you figure it out. He didn't quite say it, but I have a sneaking suspicion that maybe inside he's saying he's maybe thinking. Now, people, after all this that God has brought us through, all the miracles we have seen. Are you still stupid? Are we allowed to say stupid in church? <laughs> Are you still stupid enough to go back to worship the other gods? Like a dog back to his vomit? Are you really that dense? Fine. After all this, if you're still willing to go back to, the, to those gods, you decide. But for me and my house, Joshua at that point didn't have any confusion about his identity. I'm pretty sure he didn't stand up in front of the nation of Israel and start singing, who am I? He knew his place. I'm pretty sure that he didn't have to go through the whole song before deciding the right course of action. He didn't let any good reason. Like some of the reasons that John or John gave were good reasons. Hundreds of people were out of work. He has no connection. All that good reasons. But 
Joshua or John finally decided he didn't go with those good reasons. And Joshua also reminded us those reasons may be good in, in man's eyes. But now let's come back to 2016. We as a church has a mission and mission statement. We have committed ourselves to glorify God by loving Christ, loving one another, and reaching the world. That's not Pastor Mike's vision. That's not the under shepherd's vision. That's our vision. I have only listed a few of the blessings this year. I'm sure if I have an open mic time, we'll be here for a while. For each of you to list all the blessings God has given us in your individual lives, in your jobs, as a member of this church, and so on and so on. We'll be here for a while. And that may be a good thing. After all that, what's your decision? I know it's an everyday challenge for me, and my lovely wife will tell you it's not always easy. I tend to sometimes will look at the negative, the glass half empty type of, type of guy. It's a challenge for me to decide I am going to, I'm not going to dwell on that. What's wrong? How many times people have wronged me? Or even, what have I done wrong? Yes, I need to ask forgiveness for that. I'm so thankful. The Lord would nudge me, say, okay, mm-mm. Okay, hopefully it won't be a repeated process. It's every day, every moment challenge for me. Last page, I'm done. It is my choice to look at the blessings, especially if I slow down enough to count them. Can you hear? Can you just hear Joshua reminding us today? If it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. But for me and my house, I will choose with God's help because I know I'm too weak. I know I will choose wrong oftentimes, but with God's help. And I invite you to join us at AIC. And yes, we can finish now. We finish the verse. We will serve the Lord.